Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hoop Board Visitor Information and Destination Marketing Podcast. I am Brian Reynolds, and with me is Satya Shahade. Satya, how are you? Doing great, Brian. How are you? Oh, also doing well. Also doing well. And today we have a great guest. We have the CEO and president of Visit Concord in California. Everyone say hello to Elaine Schroth. Hey, Elaine, how are you? Hey, thanks, Brian. This is great. Uh, I'm doing great. Oh my gosh, I gotta say, I love the background where I see the hoop board, and I'm actually more uh, more I'm into those Concord Taco Trail shirts right there. We're gonna get into yeah. that a little bit. Yes. I'm, I'm a little bit torn between the t-shirt and the hoop board there, so <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to pass that one. Yeah. I want to remind I want to remind our listeners that uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are twittercom hoopboard. We're also on Instagram. That's instagramcom official. Subscribe to us on YouTube, and we're available on all places where podcasts can be heard: Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify. Okay, and uh, for our first question, Elaine, uh, kind of a question we like to ask up top is kind of a, tell us a little bit about your journey and how it came to be, uh, how, how you came to be the CEO and president of Visit Concord. Well, Brian, you know, as they say, life takes us on many journeys, but, you know, mine has been a really fun one. So, um, again, we don't have forever since I'm uh, up there in the ages here, but um, no, I started out as really a girl from the country. I uh, I grew up in a small town in Sonoma County in California. Um, actually, it was all grapes before it became apple orchards. It was apple orchards first before it came uh, became grapes in Sebastopol. So my first job was actually out of the chamber offices. So I've always had that kind of outreach um, look at things. But um, I went uh, to UC Davis where I worked in finance and auditing. So that was really allowed me to travel to many destinations, whether it was rural, suburbs, mountain cities. And I, I just really liked it all. So kind of being that native Californian, I came back because of the great weather, mountains, um, water there in California. And I've actually been a small business owner for many, many years, for over 24 years um, doing service businesses. And that really allowed me to kind of get to know the area, enjoy my free time, you know, and really work in the community. So after I kind of sold my last business a few years ago, I really took the opportunity to dip more into community outreach. And someone had told me about this new TBID agency that was happening um, that included kind of travel, community, chamber, and economic development. So I was hooked right there. And I was like, okay, this is great. I love Concord, California, because it really is, you know, a city on the rise. Um, it's the largest city in our area uh, in the county. And right now we've got 5,000 acre project that's happening. It's half uh, parks, uh, part of our mountain with Mount uh, Diablo and open space. And then the other half is going to be city and infrastructure with the opportunity for tournaments, sports play, higher university learning, hotels and more. So really I was able to get together with the stakeholders, getting all this feedback and um, get a 10 year old renewal with the hotels. So I kind of have made it in the last three years, my project and passion to really improve Concord's economic growth. I'm building awareness and engaging these travelers. So kind of the first thing that I really worked on was um, because uh, they didn't have a destination marketing organization was creating a new website, getting the vendors that were needed, uh, talking to the hotels and just really getting that consistent branding into Concord and uh, created a staff um, with both local, regional and destination experience. 
and then started going on just what are the events here? What are our sales opportunities? And most importantly, uh, I wanted to create a new Concord Visitor Center that was going to be able to showcase what we currently have, as well as this future project moving forward. And, and so that's where... That's that's where you are right now. Sorry to jump in, but yes. uh, it looks it looks great. Um, also, I must say, along the way, I thought you were rubbing it in us New Jer people from New Jersey about the California beauty, but I'm going to pass that. I'm going to act like I didn't hear uh, <laughs> all of that. But uh, yeah, every, every once in a while, we kind of miss going out to California here. So, uh, but that's just me. Well, we definitely, we have, you know, over 265 days of, of sun almost constantly. And so it is really nice. It's really nice here. And Northern California is very special. So. Over here, we have that many days of wind. Lots of wind here in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You, you jealous of that? You have all that sun and beauty. We have a bunch of wind. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah you that almost, is true. You almost got uh, saved from uh, tornadoes, right? Like just yesterday, was it, Brian? I, yeah, yeah, that's they started the statewide tornado drills, and they did not let us know a warning. Like on our, they send, they're sending it out to our mobile devices, saying warning, tornado in the area. And they didn't. I didn't get a heads up on that. And I look out my window. I'm like, it's bright sunny day. Like it's uh, if a tornado is coming in now, something's different about the weather. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I was imagining like three million Americans all getting the mobile, the same alert, going, "What the heck is going on?" <laughs> so, <laughs> but we made it. Um, well, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, Elaine. It's, uh, I would like to kind of jump into something you did mention there, and I just want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit more. Uh, and first of all, I must say, like, a very impressive journey you've been on. Uh, I mean, when you mentioned like the website redesign, that cl hit close to my heart. By the way, I was like, oh yes, I love a good redesign yeah. in, in the website <laughs> marketing world. Um, so you talked about the visitor center, and I hope it's okay if I maybe just jump into that. Uh, uh, what kind of improvements, I think you were getting into this, but maybe uh, we, we can elaborate. What kind of improvements have been made to the new visitor center and how does that speak to an ever-growing digital world? No, this was great because we really basically had a blank slate for the visitor center. Um, in fact, it was just last month that I was talking with the, the city's economic development manager and he said, you know, kind of, of of all the businesses and organizations that he'd really helped find for homes for, for Concord, he just thought the relocation of this visitor center here was the best thing we could have done because we're right in the middle of it all. We're in the heart of Todos Santos Plaza where we have all kinds of music and market and great things going on there. Um, but really it was with the board of directors that I have to give them credit uh, when I was kind of moving forward, really trying to push this saying, hey, if we wanna be out there, we, wanna, we, we need a visitor center because no one in the area has one. They were saying, okay, it's gotta be state of the art. And so they went ahead and said, we wanted it to be a place of education, experience, and really easy to use platforms. And so what's great is we don't just have, you know, large digital platforms for our boardroom. We've got things in the front area. And uh, most importantly, we have our hoot board, which is our awesome interactive information kiosk. And oh. it's really great for visitors. Like we love it. So thanks, thanks for the plug and thanks for thanks for positioning <laughs> yourself just right that the hoot board is front and center. Uh, uh, oh, it, looks great. It, it is. Um, a, I'm, I'm going to keep that aside because uh, this is not about hoot board. Uh, I, I did. A couple of things struck me uh, while you were saying, both uh, talking about your background, your work at Visit Concord, um, Concord, uh, yeah, correct me when I'm doing, saying it wrong. And, <laughs> um, and even what you have been doing since then, right, is how many times you have mentioned 
economic development um, or working with your biz, business development director or um, the 5,000 acre work that is happening. This is a talk uh, which I don't know if it has sunk in, uh, especially in the middle to, uh, you know, it, the, the, the team members that a lot of DMOs have, that how much of economic development activity all the DMOs are, are doing today. And that is that goes way beyond tourism. It, it goes beyond tourism marketing for sure. Uh, it's a lot of development and management of your destination, what's happening in your destination, where the visitors are coming from, where they are gonna go, uh, and then how the, the overall economy is gonna come up. It's a holistic view. Um, talk a little bit about your specific engagements in this front, what kind of strategic uh, conversations you guys have been having and how do you personally kind of engage with some of your partners in the region there? No, I mean, that's, that's really great that this is something that um, previously wasn't really talked about, like, oh, your convention visitors bureau, you hand out brochures, you know, now it's like we are destination marketing, which is an amazing term that is really, really, I think what it's all about that we are here to let people know about the experiences, but, but, and also, you know, just create that narrative. So that's what we've been really able to do here. Um, with Visit Concord is that we've been able to just deep dive into what we need to make this destination grow, want people to come here, want people to stay here at their hotels. And that's something that we've been able to really with, with our website, with our social media is take that up a level and, and to really share with people what's going on. And I think that, you know, during the pandemic, we really had some, it was a great exercise, right? We had to adjust our budgets, forecast low, and you know, make any decisions on staffing that might relate to event people, um, as well as vendor contractors, and just really dive deep into what, what kind of programs we were gonna come up that were essential to the community and viable to the industry, right? So we've really worked really hard with our town council, our mayor, our vice mayor, our chambers to show that this is all economic improvement and that tourism is so important to the economic impact, to the taxes, revenue. Um, it's really important. And I think we've done a really good job getting the word out because it's so much easier now to do that, to show with our data. And that's what's that's really important. That that's one of the new products that we're using is with Zartico, formerly Entrada Insights, is we're getting these great data information that's kind of putting it all together in a dashboard and being able to not only use our hotel information, our social media information, our website analytics, you know, but also now geotargeting, like who's coming where and what are we going to get them to stay here, right? We have all these great. Um, locations and points of interest here in Concord. And I think finding the debt, the data on this now is going to be important. It's like, what's going to make them stay? They may go to our Live Nation venue, but do they come back to Concord? Maybe we need signs that show us that way. And so working with the city helps us to really um, find out everything we need to know about our visitor. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Brian, back to you. I'll well, you, you did. You mentioned a little bit about the, uh, the how the pandemic has kind of changed the way. You did touch on that a little bit. I think in that last answer, kind of going into uh, 
you know, uh, adjusting the plan for your destination and uh, you know, who you're engaging with and everything. I kind of want to get back a little bit more to the uh, destination itself a little bit. I want to talk about what's on those t-shirts back there right now, if you don't mind. <laughs> Because if you're well, if you're listening, our taco trail. Yes, yes, if you're listening, if you're listening, yes. not watching the video, it says Concord Taco Trail. And when I first heard about this, this just sounded like right up my alley. So I was hoping maybe, uh, you know, I think a lot of destinations we talk to a lot of people, and they always have like a fun, uh, fun way to like uh, for visitors to come to and and, and follow a kind of a follow a, a trail of some kind. So I heard about the Taco Trail. I got to hear about this. Talk to us about the Taco Trail and how it came into being. Maybe the thought process and uh, what that looked like and what kind of results you've seen from it. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm happy to talk to you about the Taco Trail. And again, I'm right here in the Concord Visitor Center where uh, one of the shifts has been our online merchandise store. We got that up and going and we're really able to sell all of our taco items plus everything else going in Concord. But um, Concord really has always been home to delicious, authentic, you know, family-owned taqueria and restaurants. And basically in a brainstorming session, we just came up with a huge trail. We're like, well, we know we have a lot. How many can we get? And we were able to quickly get um, 40 taquerias and, um, <laughs> and, awesome. and they, had to, they had to sell a taco that was their own and we had criteria for it. So um, we had to make sure that they served tacos and that they were specific, uh, must be like a, a Mexican or a Latino food. It had to be located in Concord and it had to be a single location. So we didn't offer any sort of chains, which was kind of fun and different because it was really at a time when we could help the small businesses uh, there and go. And so we used the Bandwango app and that is just an amazing tool that we've also used for other passports now. And so um, it is a mobile website almost like. Um, and so once we created this, it goes onto our smartphone. They were able to see the participating restaurants um, that had their contact info. They did check-ins, they received prizes. Um, and yeah, Brian, I can't wait to send you a, a Concord Taco Trail package. Yeah. Um, but Ooh, yes. we started out, yes, we started out with a month long. So it was just for a one month period. Uh, it came at the right time. And um, the first, there were prizes that we did on this one. So um, they, it was the first person to, uh, who did the most amount of check-ins and someone went to 32 in 30 days. So that was very impressive. Um, we had the chief taco wrangler, which we presented to our vice mayor and it's a gold trophy with a taco on it. It's That's really awesome. cool. <laughs> and, um, and then we also asked diners to share their new favorites on all of our social channels with photos, event hashtags. They voted for their favorite spot. And so we received a, a top vote getter, which this year was uh, Los Portales. Um, so that's been like amazing. And we've been really, really pleased with those results. It's, um, it's amazing how uh, programs like these uh, are not only fun, but they, they pull out things and businesses in, the, in your locality that otherwise would not have gotten so much attention. It's very hard for a mom and pop um, you know, taco shop to, to have that kind of visibility. And it seems like a clubbing it into a program just kind of makes it, makes it all happen for everyone, which is amazing. Uh, and then of course people, uh, enjoy it. They remember, uh, what uh, Concord stands for in, in some ways. Right. Yeah. We were actually like, we created like, um, 
a, a lot of great marketing materials besides a huge map and then a small map and then a digital version. Um, but we had every, all of the restaurants had a official stop of the Concord Taco Trail on their, on their window. So that was really nice. And um, the, again, the, the restaurants are so ready to do this again when we can. Um, and this next, for next year, we're gonna kick it off during Hispanic month, which is in September. And we have a really large demographic of a Hispanic community. And so we're able to show, proudly showcase really Concord's culture and diversity. And the fun thing again was that the PR was amazing. We put out, you know, just a few press releases, but uh, we were in travel and leisure, Buzzfeed. We had over 25 local, regional and national publications. And um, already there's uh, cities that are copying us, but we like that. It's just like the beer trails, you know, you, yeah. People like free stuff. They like to have fun. They like to eat and drink. And we're definitely going to be doing that again. That's awesome. Uh, I, I think there's a marketing lesson in here that I'm trying to kind of um, pick out. You being Concord, California, you definitely uh, had that option to talk about vineyards. Uh, but with Napa and, you know, the other destinations nearby, um, I guess, I guess this is a great way to stand out, you know, in terms of positioning yourself marketing wise that, hey, you, you don't want to be do, doing too much grapes. I, was that anything to do with it? Uh, how, how are you going about strategizing um, when, when you come up with a program like this? Yeah, um, it's always to kind of, you know, what is unique, what is different, what makes people want to come here, right? Um, they're not going to come here for, for the grapes, but, um, you know, we have a lot of great things, right? We, we love live music here in Concord. We have a Live Nation venue. We have weekly events that go on in the music and mark in the park when we can. We have a lot of great musicians. This is actually the home of uh, Dave Brubeck, who who started jazz uh, in Concord. So he had he headed 50 years of a jazz festival here. So that's always been really a fun thing that people know about Concord. We were also near a mountain, but there's other cities near the mountain. So it was always getting us what what is next, what is different, kind of figuring out what is different for us. We also have, you know, we're, we know we're, that we're family friendly so that uh, we're here in great weather, but we're family friendly. We have a a Six Flags uh, water park here, Six Flags Hurricane Harbor Concord is here. So we know we, we can get lots of kids, uh, lots of outdoor, plenty of entertainment. Uh, we've got a great culinary scene, culture and events. So with that, you know, like what can we pick out of this? And Taco Trail has really hit home to people. Awesome. I know that, yeah, they've been I probably live about 20 miles from, from Concord and myself and my friends have go to Concord all the time for our catering needs, graduation, birthdays. We're going to get, you know, a big, a big amount of tacos and gelatos uh, yeah. and, you know, fun, fun platters like that. So we just kind of worked off of that and it's been really a, a, a fun campaign. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And um, I mean, I know we have skinned this cat enough, but um, what is the, I'm imagining, I mean, you, Elaine, are you getting your team and getting on a whiteboard and going through these ideas of, hey, here are our strengths and, you know, here's how we are, what, was there a process behind this? Was it just dawned upon you one night that, hey, I should be doing a taco trail? Like, how would you, if any director, any executive director or a 
you know, a DMO president is thinking or a marketing director, how would they go about identifying uh, what they should be doing, how they should be positioning um, their destination, right? And uh, is there a process to follow um, that you did or you want to talk about? Yeah, I, I, I really think that um, just getting to know the visitor is important, but meeting with your colleagues is really important. So we belong to so many different organizations where we get together. We're able to talk about our destination issues and kind of not cre not recreating the wheel, um, but looking at what is different and unique in our destination that we can, that all works together. Everyone, you go to a destination, you want it to, you want to eat there, you want to have fun there, you want to explore there. So it just was taking the time to look around, see what we have. Yes, throw all our ideas together and say, what, what do we want to, what do we want to work on? But we have great vendors that we work with, uh, great marketing teams that really help us say, this, this works and this doesn't work, you know? And here's, here's, if you want to try this, here's the analytics on it. I would say more of that. So, so we're able to work with some really great vendors that have helped us out um, to show us kind of where where we should go. But yeah. it's up to the DMO really to figure out uh, what is best in our area. Yeah, what absolutely. we have. And 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 not to forget about the vendors and people who are really making this happen. Of course, you guys as one, but. Uh, you mentioned you you included like 40 or so businesses uh, into this. What was your communication mechanism with them? How were you, um, you know, were you already talking to them or did your team have to go out and actually build these relationships, have these conversations? Um, and I'm sure there's some lessons learned if you want to um, kind of share those with us here. Well, I would definitely say that um, you know, Bandwango is, is a great program and they do have a template for it, but the actual destination does need to get out there and either, you know, reignite these connections or create these connections. Uh, we were able to, because again, it was, it was during the pandemic kind of at the time when no one was going out, but we know that these restaurants were open and so they were essential businesses. So we were already as part of our initial pandemic relief was getting out there to those businesses that were open, making sure they knew that we cared about them and, and wanted them to continue on. And so we were able to, from previous restaurant weeks, uh, which we've done for three years, we've just finished our fourth one. So we do a restaurant week that's every January. We were able to make our connection with those Mexican restaurants first. And then we just conquered and divided with our team. We went out. Uh, we had uh, already sent out emails to everyone, and then we went out and called and or just said, here's what we have going on. This is who we are. And it's a great, it was a, just a great win-win because we were able to connect with the restaurants, uh, connect with those owners that really needed someone to hear them at that time, and, and then have a great product. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and uh, I mean, I think, I think the big lesson I'm getting out of it is there's still... Uh, great ideas aside, there's still hard work in, in uh, somewhere in there. You, you cannot just, you know, not do that. It's, you still have to go in and knock those doors and send those emails out and have those phone calls uh, for something like this to come together, which is awesome. Yeah, I would say it was about a six-month project. 
um, as far as start to finish, starting that, um, getting that dated, but now we have them again. So now we have that. So that's why we went from uh, previous years. I think we had, you know, somewhere around 35 to 40 businesses in our comfort, comfort food week, uh, restaurant week to over, over 70. And so it just, it just helped those restaurants to know that we were there, we're there to help them, we're there to support and market them. And um, any time of the year, whether we're in a pandemic or not, we want people to have great, great options for their uh, eating in Concord. That's awesome. I gotta say this combines, it combines some of my favorite things. Uh, it's like a competition <laughs> element, socializing and tacos. Like I, I you can't go wrong with those three <laughs> elements for, with me. Like if there if there's someone at 32 uh, taqueria uh, went visited 32 taco places in 30 days, I might have to come out there and maybe beat that record if I can get my name on a on a plaque or something. Wow, yeah, yeah. we will put your name on a plaque. I will I will get an Airbnb for two months. Yeah, two months if I have to. I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I might join you, but I might not do all 30. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's uh, that's a good amount of tacos for sure. Yeah, I will. Um, I will say okay. So. Oh, I think we, we are losing Brian there for a second. So yeah, there you go. Brian, you're choppy. Am I there now? Am I there? Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. We'll cut around this. We'll cut around this. How about now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Let me do this thing real quick. And all right. All right, Elaine, you did mention a little earlier about, um, you did get in a little bit to the pandemic. Uh, I wanted to expand that. We do have two more questions here. I would like to have its own kind of uh, section of this video talk about the pandemic, if that's okay. Uh, I just want to know like kind of how the pandemic has changed the way you do things and uh, any way you had to adjust your plans for the, uh, for your destination marketing and, and, and guidance and, and all, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I really think again, as we kind of touched on a little, but visit Concord's role, uh, in supporting the restaurants and the local businesses really help them through those tough times. Um, we actually work with the Toto Santos Business Association, kind of our downtown association. We were, we were able to get out um, signage and help them with that. They have kiosks around the city. So that was really nice to you know, show them that we care. We were doing essential worker banners, um, just letting them know that we were there and supporting the community needs business and, and any local initiatives that, that they had with the city, we really took the time to support that. And we went with the mayor. I presented at his town halls and worked with the chamber of commerce. And we promoted things like we had a restaurant week, uh, bingo, restaurant week, bingo. We had a taco trail. We promoted other uh, outdoor events with dining, any type of promotion that they had. We were there to help them takeouts. Um, and then we created virtual events. And at first, uh, I was a little hesitant on that. Like, what's going to happen? Is this going to work? But it was more of things that you can do that while you're sheltered in place. And so that ended up working out well uh, during the time that we normally have our jazz festival. We had a virtual jazz festival. We had amazing artists that were local artists that um, created Zooms by themselves in their rooms. And they just did you know, amazing performances. Uh, we had an Oktoberfest porch pour party of which we teamed up with four of the breweries in town. And uh, so we had Visit Concord gift bags and prizes that went along with whatever meal that they 
chose for that porch pour party so that they could have their own drinks at home. Um, and then again, we had comfort food week where we extended it to a two week period. Um, it was takeout only at that time, but uh, we had over 600 people sign up just during that time. So that was really good. Um, and then we've really worked weekly, daily with our hotels and the hotel and lodging association um, to get PPE. We, we distributed thousands of masks, gallons and gallons of sanitizer. You know, really working to continue to support those at hotels was important because um, now they know that we are the champions of the industry that we're fighting to open up for, to safely restore business travel meetings and events. All of that is still um, in California. We're still working on that. Um, and then community pro promotion, really keeping that top of mind. We have the National High School Prep Football Team De La Salle um, and the students there, students everywhere, plus artists, culture, art and history. These groups have really worked harder than ever, and we've been able to team up with them on a, on a few different uh, campaigns. We're working with the Art Association for a digital art map and an art tour, and we're working with the California, uh, our Concord Historical Society. And on that one, they are working on a digital audio tour uh, for a historical walk, which is really great. Um, so those are just some of the ways that they this has changed during the pandemic, but we have a great support from our our board of directors, which is really good because during all this, we've continued to meet monthly. You know, they're working on their own hotels or attractions and theme parks, and they're able to just, again, solidify that it's really important now to work with the community as we work with more, a little bit more on the nonprofit side too, helping out. We're doing volunteering with our nonprofits. We're making sure that uh, their initiatives are pushed out. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. One thing, Elaine, I cannot stop but think, um, looking at your background, you mentioned earlier, you, uh, you had a business, you sold it, uh, especially now is through this pandemic, this is not, not something that you probably ever imagined, but does your own personal business ownership experience help you bring in more empathy to the business owners now that you work with in this position? How has that helped you? How, you know, could it be different if you had not had those, that business in the past and uh, how you reacted? Can you talk a little bit more? And then especially for our partners in other DMOs who might not come from a business background of their own, what should they be taking away when they are walk, working with business owners in their region? You know, what, what should they be looking out for? Yeah, well, I, I think this, uh, yes, I would agree. It definitely did help that I had this small business ex experience. I can really empathize with those that are looking at that bottom line. But I think the what I learned through my years was always have that plan B, always be ready and able to do your job on the bare minimum. And so what would happen if all your employees went away or what would happen if all your, all your contracts went away? And so uh, just looking at that, we were able to just take what we had in our budget and immediately let's drop it down. Let's see what we have. You know, uh, we are funded solely on the hotel tax that the guest pays. So we were able to look at that and say like, okay, maybe it's gonna be 50%, but let's drop it down even lower and um, I, think, I think we worked with that. So now we're, we're above our low budget, but uh, we're working on, on, on that smaller budget. So just being able to not have 
the overhead that we don't need was was really important to us. And yeah. with the brand new visitor center, we wanted to be able to make sure everything happened and uh, we've been able to do that. But I'm also imagining, uh, I mean, uh, aside from your own finances at uh, Visit Concord, uh, you're also, all these programs that you mentioned earlier, they're helping, they're very smart in the sense very simple things uh, like working with the breweries and, and arranging an event, right, um, is going to help them. I think I think that that core marketing, that core business uh, experience, helps you kind of sympathize with them, those brewery owners as well, and and come up with programs that might or might not have been conceived otherwise, um, right? So yeah, I I'm, I was just curious about that, right? Yeah, I, I really think that, that that is really important. Taking a look, who are the businesses that can benefit from marketing and marketing them and, and those that were open. So doing everything and the city and the chamber together, we all know that that is really important that we wanted to help keep these businesses open. And so we helped the city create lists that here's what's open. Here's, here's who shop local and, you know, just getting these campaigns together that have always been important and are incredibly important to a small business owner. And they are so grateful to have, you know, your, us showcase their meal of the day on social media. Um, just, just taking that. The other thing that we really did uh, was we created a local co-op with four surrounding cities. And with that, we call it the Mount Diablo co-op. This, we went in with bigger buys um, with San Francisco travel and visit California. And we are considered very small, you know, within the realm of California. So being able to help us all together has been really great. And with that, you know, the small businesses are appreciative in, in Concord mm -hmm. that they're getting showcased on a platform they would never even have thought that they would be able to sh be showcased on. So, um, I think, you know, making sure that those restaurants and businesses know about the opportunities. We've also kind of, and again, it probably does come from my small business um, background, but just kind of creating some of these webinars that really help on okay. small business finance and uh, restaurant recovery. And, you know, here's your options and here's your plan B as a hospitality worker, because, you know, we want everyone um who was furloughed that wasn't able to come back, you know, in the meantime, um, have those options. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's great. Awesome. That was, um, it's my gosh. It just sounds like you didn't slow down at all. It's like you're all the stuff you were naming off of the kind of work you were doing. It seems like, uh, it was just kind of like, well, there's no time to slow down. We have to adapt and keep going. So, I mean, tip of the hat. Well done. I mean, the, and not to mention you named off a whole bunch of things of more food related stuff. So now I'm even more intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> comfort food. What's this comfort food thing we're talking about? I want to know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, comfort food week. That's when, um, when I came on and I was doing my research about what's going on in Concord, what do people love about it? And they said, it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Yeah. We like it because it's comfortable. And so we came up with what's, what are we going to name our restaurant week? And I'm like, what about comfort food week? Everybody loves that, especially in a cold January. And so 
grilled cheeses and hot mm. soups and mm. then it got extended and i'm like everybody has their own comfort food week i like mexican food yeah. and so that's probably <laughs> where the taco trail kept going on in my mind yeah, yeah. well yeah well that, dove, that dove, uh, dovetails nicely into this last question uh, i have for you um so you're talking about like you know what, what's nice about the kind of industry what's nice about like uh, the kind of ideas that uh, uh, go around there uh, in terms of DMO and CVBs, so I guess my question for you is: What advice would you get? Would you give to uh, a younger generation or somebody who would like to get into the industry that you're in, and uh, so they can just, uh, you know, uh, really explore the space of this industry? Uh, what, what, what advice would you give them? Well, I think this is an absolutely amazing industry, and you know, even though hospitality and tourism have been really hard hit by the pandemic, you know, tourism is going to make a full recovery. People love to learn and you learn and experience through travel. Um, so I would just say for that younger generation, whether it's an interest in like hospitality, like hotels and restaurants or events, social media, digital applications, data science, economic development, it all fits in. And that's what's so great because, you know, as we talked about earlier, the economic impact of tourism is beneficial in all destinations. So whether it's a big city or tourism-based city um, or a rural suburban area with plenty of outdoors like we are, tourism is important. Um, and so also I would say technology now plays such a big role in the, in the destination marketing organization world and, and management that, you know, although, you know, outreach, community support, those are all, those communication skills are absolutely essential. Um, the technologics technology skills that the younger generation, you know, really intrinsically have now, um, it keeps it essential to the tourism yeah. industry. Um, I really also like the plenty of opportunities that there are. Um, I tend to take like each individual that I've hired and just create their, the job for them that really showcases their natural skills and then help them to grow additional skills. And you meet, you know, so many people networking in this industry. It's such a great industry because People want to talk. They want to share their their destination stories, and you know, with that way, you can connect and help really find mentors in in um, in this industry. And so, you know, the other thing that I always recommend is finding an intern position in your college years. See if this is something that you like. You might say, "Oh, I love events," but then you really don't like the hard part of it, which if you know, it's yeah. a lot of schlepping around behind the scenes, right? And attention to detail. So if, you know, you, you might decide that. So we've have usually three to four interns each year that work for us for a couple months at a time. And the skill set has been incredible. Uh, uh, these majors that people are having in college, you know, they just have so much information for them. And um, so we love interns because we're able to get projects done. And then the intern can find out what they really do and they don't like. And I would say that my biggest, you know, an example I would have is my sales and engagement manager, uh, Shelby Walker, who helped put up the hoot board um, and get that all organized. But, you know, she started out less than two years ago, you know, great, bright eyed, bushy tailed, um, but she didn't have tourism experience. But you could tell that that just natural hospitality degree, uh, hospitality skills, that willingness to learn and She's moved on, mastered every single part of the organization. And, you know, even during the pandemic, she was recognized for efforts as a California Hotel and Lodging Association awesome. Emerging Leader Award. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just that combination um, of adapting into the world of technology and just showcasing those communication skills. So 
I strongly urge this because you do get to travel when we can travel again. And that's always yeah. a really fun yeah, thing. That's, that's definitely that's awesome. awesome part of it. And, and I think um, I always like to add that this is one of the jobs where yes, you can make money and everything, but it's also so rewarding when you see the economic benefits of all of your work kind of come out into your community when you see those tourists and they're spending money and that taco restaurant there is, um, you know, able to raise like the owner is able to raise like their two kids. All, all of those um, things are just a benefit that, you know, you just carry with you. It's, it's just an amazing industry um, that, that is not very well understood in just the general population or new people coming in. One thing you mentioned, and this is a tangent and I love tangents, but one thing you mentioned is uh, you express a lot of confidence in how tourism is gonna come back. Let's talk about that. What's, what's I mean, people are still somewhere, they might be depressed. We talked about hope a little bit earlier um, or before we got onto the uh, podcast itself, but tell me a little bit about what do you forecast how you're seeing things change or data change uh, for real in your area and then what's what's just your gut telling you in terms of how tourism is going to pan out for california for you in 2021 and 2022 and beyond yeah no um i i think the the first off is that the ask of the legislators to really, you know, work on promoting that third round of PPP that destination and uh, marketing organizations uh, were not eligible in the first round, but, and so they're one, one round behind. And so now they're eligible and they just, they, these small business, like the tour operators and, you know, small restaurants that really need this PPP because as the openings have opened and closed, uh, you know, they really, really need that support with them again. So once that goes through, I think that that will be really, really great. Also with the vaccine that is really helping with the idea of people will be traveling again as more and more people get the vaccine. Um, definitely the travel sentiment is that they will be traveling again. Uh, it will be a recovery, it, especially, but the first to come back will be leisure. And so we're already marketing to that drive market right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're, we are on a campaign with Visit California where we are marketing. Um, there's a couple different campaigns that we were calling all Californians. So basically we're calling everyone California drive at the time, you know, once it's more than 120 miles, we'll be, we'll be driving around and vacationing Northern California, we'll vacation Southern California, Southern Californians have been marketed and encouraged to go to Northern California. And then the next one is the what if. What if we have all this time and we're ready to go again and that will, be, that will go out in May. Um, and that one is just really that opportunity that um, you can come to California and travel. Um, and so the leisure travel is first. Business and meetings, uh, we're still working on those guidelines to come back but the sentiment is that it will not fully recover um, until 2025, but by 2023, we will be uh, really back to our same numbers. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it's, it's knowing that there is something, you know, now uh, we are on a gradual uptick 
um, since January, I would say that we are we are going up and as each tier gets reduced, more and more of those business travelers are coming back and the leisure travelers are planning what they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally am hopeful that leisure travel actually could increase uh, going into 20, end of 2021, 2022. Uh, yes, the business travel is going to be impacted, but it has also in some ways created this new category of travel with work from home travelers basically going into different destinations and working from there, especially the ones without kids. Um, uh, right, is they can go in and just sit anywhere and work. And that's something that came up, uh, which was very interesting. And uh, we are watching it as well. And I'm sure you are because you are a pretty scenic destination if somebody wants to work and, you know, drink wine at the same time, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, and have tacos. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. And um, so so I think that, that leads to a whole different category that, um, it is working out. In fact, my daughter is in Hawaii right now, uh, working remotely <laughs> for a month and you know, it's, it's working out great. And there's a lot of people over there that are doing that. And we know that in Northern California, there are, are many destinations right near us that are, you know, working, working on that and, um, are completely, um, vacancies completely occupied. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Elaine Schroth, thank you very much. Santi, do you have any parting words or anything you want to say to wrap up? I, uh, anything I, your I'm just, uh, I'm just amazed at how uh, I, I'm just, I feel lucky for us that we are able to talk with uh, Elaine and people like her, and we are seeing what's happening in each one of these communities. And I'm excited that the um, that the entire DMO um, destination marketing, you know. Uh, I guess industry has stood up yeah, and taken the opportunity to kind of help their um, help their you know destinations, their communities, and help them get out of it. So I'm excited for all the work that um, Elaine, you and your team are doing, and uh, we just love to be part of it and sitting here watching what's going on. Thank you so much, Satya and Brian. No, this has been great. We can't wait to welcome people back. We're ready for live music, shopping, dining, eating, and just getting people to experience our local flavor. And so um, again, thank you. And uh, this is Visit Concord. Yep, awesome. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, where, where Elaine. Can, uh, where can people follow you? Where can people follow Visit Concord? Uh, plug in your Twitter and you know Instagram. But you know, I saw your Instagram. Great. Yeah, we are at Visit Concord CA, and you can find us there. And our website is visitconcordca.com. So yep. thank you. Excellent, Elaine Schroth, CEO and President of Visit Concord in California. Elaine, thank you so much for joining us here today. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot, and I'm looking forward to making my way down there. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, on the Concord Taco Trail. I'm gonna get one of those shirts, and I'm gonna have the best time ever. Yep. That's right. All right. Thanks, it. Thanks, and happy eating. Yeah. <laughs>